Welcome back to episode three of Beyond the Elevator. I am Ryan Barlow, and I am joined by my two greatest friends, Zach Lyons. Hello. And Noel Lyons. Hey, what's up? That was pretty wholesome. It was wholesome. And so you guys are probably familiar with the format that we that we go with. We're going to have the first floor talking about movie news and changes in the theaters and everything with the whole new COVID precautions that Mr. Gavin Newsom has come out with. Then our second floor is going to be a review of The Last Nomad, brought to you by the Lions twins themselves. Then our third floor will be talking about Oscar bait and discussions about new changes with Oscar nominees throughout the year. So we're going to get on started. Ding. Zach, Ding. Zach and Noah, do you want to start us off right now? Yeah. So uh, for our first floor, we're going to talk to talk through some of the news that has come out um and i think to start we should talk about the newest delay of no time to die um which was expected to come out later this year in november and um it's been delayed already but now it's being delayed again to next year can we just have a moment of silence no yeah have a moment of silence no we have to keep moving okay fine 2020 is just throwing us so many curveballs. Anyways, I was really excited for this movie. Um, I liked how they're expanding the cast and the roster that they had um, for the franchise. And it was supposed to be Daniel Craig's last movie as Bond, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So now I guess we're going to have to wait till next year to see it. But the question is, are there going to be enough theaters to play it? Or is it going to drop on streaming by 2021? Because... That's right, Noah. There's new- and the thing is... Oh, go ahead, Ryan. The thing is, is that movie theaters in the UK and Regal theaters in the US could be closing as soon as next week because of this delay. And so that leaves everyone to question, what movies will be in theaters? And the thing is, is that there might not be any movies in theaters, which could lead us back to square one with no theaters opened again. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it seems like Tenet was kind of that last, like, one last ride mm-hmm. for the theaters where they're like, yeah. if this has like a bunch of success and people flock to the theaters, then uh, maybe there's some sustainability and some movies can be released later in the year. Um, but it looked like Tenet underperformed in the U.S. As far as other countries, though, it did quite well. It got around $300 million worldwide. But in the U.S., I believe it made $3 million in its opening weekend, which is pretty rough. Yeah, um, I think the new news of like movie delays is just pretty telling of um the fact that it's not doing super well at least domestically but um some of the foreign markets have uh picked up and because they have less restrictions on covid than the u.s um it seems like it's doing better there but i think as of right now to the end of the year, we're probably not going to see any huge movies coming out because mm. not a lot of studios are very confident in um, that will get a good performance. But we might see some smaller movies still released um, that won't get a lot of buzz or news surrounding them, but will get released just because there's it you gotta throw it out there streaming, yeah. Um, and I know that we have a few movies planned for. Um, like Christmas Day, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 2 is planned to release on Christmas Day, or 1984. 1984, Zach. Is the title. <laughs> Thanks, Juan, Zach. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> also, One Night in Miami, the um, Regina King feature, mm. is uh, set to be released in theaters in uh, December on Christmas, and then um, streaming in January. So we'll see if there's any delays with those movies, but um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really certain yet. I don't think anything's really certain these days. Also, movies. one thing I'd like to throw out there is if movie theaters are shut down by 2021, including AMC, um, that wouldn't be too good for Ryan. He'd have to find a different job. Um, yeah. On top of that, the movie that would have ended cinema, so to speak, is Trolls World Tour dropping on VOD. So maybe Trolls yeah, you know- Tour is... That one really did put the exclamation point in the animated movie category because ever since that movie hit, you know, Scoob was the only one I could come out with, but I don't think anything can compare to that. And so I think, I think, um, 
you know, if that did come out right now, I think COVID precautions will be broken because social distancing will not have been a thing in the theaters because it would have been sold out completely. When, when me and the boys are moshing to uh, to the songs in Trolls World Tour, that wouldn't be yeah. That would not be good too good for COVID and all that. Yeah. Um, and also in terms of movie news, we uh, have found out that a Lion King sequel will be coming out. Um, and this is a sequel to the live action version. And although I'm like, wasn't a huge fan of the first Lion King, I'm excited because Barry Jenkins, the director of Moonlight and uh, uh, Beale Street is directing this movie, which mm-hmm. will be interesting. What do you think of that? Noah? I think it kind of ties into what I was saying on last episode about how I wanted to see studios start making sequels to original movies in the live action format. And I guess I got my wish um, with very directing the Lion King. What do you think, Ryan? Um, kind of got me thinking about what, what, what would the name be? Would it be Lion King with like LeBron James as King James <laughs> or would it be just Lion King too? I would like to see some uh, creativity with the name and kind of like what I talked about last episode with the whole stay in your lane type of mentality. I don't know what lane they'll stay in because it's a sequel, and I I didn't see any sequel bait in Lion King one. I, I can't believe I, I can't believe I just said Lion King one. I never thought I'd say yeah. that. Yeah, but it's funny. There's a Lion King two, yeah. and so I like. I'm very interested to see, and it's going to attract a lot of people to the theater because it's like it's a Disney movie, yeah. and you have nothing to lose when you're Disney because you can do whatever you want, and everyone will come to the theater. So, kudos to them. I'm happy. I know that there is a Lion King 2 out there, like the animated Lion King 2. So I wonder if it's going to be going off of that story or if they're just going to be developing like a new Mm -hmm. story. And to clarify there, that one went straight to VOD. It didn't have a theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So Um, I think think it's going to be interesting. My one concern is Barry Jenkins is such a great indie filmmaker. And I really hope that him getting into the world of like big studio, big budget movies doesn't compromise his vision. Um, but I'm sure that's something that they kind of hammered out when they, when he met with Disney. So I don't think my concern level is too high, but I do hope to see Barry Jenkins do his own thing still, instead of just making blockbusters. Are you saying this is not going to be a blockbuster? Oh, this one's going to be a big blockbuster. So I don't know if there's going to be any going back for Mr. Jenkins, but he's a very talented director. And, uh, I can't wait for the uh, water scene or the ocean scene in The Lion King 2. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it turns out. Like, I think he's a great director, and I just hope that um, Disney doesn't, like, have too many restrictions on his uh, creative vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, hoping for the best with that movie. Um, and then we also have uh, the news that... Um, Spider-Man 3 will be including Jamie Foxx. Who asked? Who asked, by the way? Yeah, who asked, by the way? Like, who wanted Jamie Foxx back as Electro? I thought he was entertaining. Here's what I'll say. I think he was definitely the most entertaining part of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Just because the movie was so awful and, like, his character was so poorly written that actually, like, Loki liked the movie because of how bad it was. Yeah. I just don't know how that's going to translate to the new Disney movies, which I think have been really well made. Um, definitely a lot goofier and lighter, which may help. But also, it's just, it just seems like super out of left field to bring him back. At least they're not bringing back Dane DeHaan as uh, the Green Goblin, because that was, that was probably the worst performance in the whole movie. Yeah, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I thought Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, it wasn't good. But I found it entertaining, and I thought um, Jamie Foxx was not the best actor, but he was very campy, and I enjoyed watching his performance. So I'm interested, but I don't know if this means, like, uh, some kind of, like, multiverse thing going I think that's on. where we're headed. Um, I like that idea. Or if they're just, like, casting him just for fun so or maybe it'll be like they'll make references to the first one but not like overtly be multiverse one thing that we should know see is that the next doctor strange movie is entitled 
Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the hints are being dropped here. But Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, they, like, Spider-Man asked, is there a multiverse? And then they said yes, and then later on in the movie, Gyllenhaal was like, no. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I think they kind of laid the seeds a little bit in Far From Home. And also, Jake Gyllenhaal was just amazing in that movie. Yeah, that's true. he was. Ryan, what are your thoughts on bringing back Electro? Um, I'm not too familiar with it, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I didn't see any of the Amazing Spider-Man series <laughs> with Toby and Andrew, but um, I'm a big Jamie Foxx fan, so I'd love to see it. But And with the idea of having a multiverse, too, is very exciting. <laughs> I just want that time to come when Miles Morales and Peter Parker meet and a lot of fun happens. Yeah. But it seems like we're on the right track, and I'm glad they're doing this. Agreed. Also... Because of how successful Spider-Verse was, I think the MCU is kind of looking at their live-action slate and being like, huh, we can't really top Avengers in terms of, like, scale or, like, the villain Thanos. But they could definitely, like, take a weird route and then have have the multiverse, have, like, different iterations of each character show up and stuff. And that would make it really interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't really know how things are going to work with that um they kind of just announced that he's going to be in it so and they also alluded in the spider-man homecoming they alluded to the presence of miles morales i think his uncle was in the movie played by childish gambino donald glover um so i mean maybe they're dropping hints back in 2017 who knows yeah and if we're talking villain too um i remember in the guardians of the galaxy volume 2 post-credit scene they had adam warlock in there Mm. and he hasn't he hasn't made his appearance yet, so hopefully they didn't forget about him. Yeah, he could definitely be a factor in phase three, phase four. Which one are we in? We're in phase four, I think. Yeah, phase four. Yeah, phase four. Um, yeah, it's crazy that no Marvel movies have come out this year, and no Marvel movies will come out this year because Black Widow's next mm-hmm. year. So, aren't we getting Wandavision in December though? As That's like not a, like a movie. It's like a treat. It's a show. Yeah, it's like, a, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry we tried. <laughs> yeah. What about Venom 2? Isn't that coming out next year, too? I think so. I don't know if Venom 2 will be connected at all to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It might be, just be separate. Yeah, I guess the possibility is out there, though, that they have a multiverse movie where Venom shows up. Because I know Sony's always looking for that dough, and maybe That's this true. is the way they do it. Deadpool can easily do it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Does that cover our first floor? Um, that could cover our first floor. We should probably go over the movies that are out and are coming out. That's to, true. Um, like this week. Uh, the Boys in the Band is on Netflix, which has a, a pretty uh, pretty good cast. Um, what's his face? Um, from the Big Bang Theory is on it. Um, Jim Parsons. Yeah. Oh. Um, they have some other people in the cast. I can't remember the name. But it's stacked. Take our word for it. Yeah, it's a pretty good cast. I've heard good things. Haven't seen it yet. I'll probably check it out soon. Um, Hubie Halloween coming out this week. (laughs) A little Adam Sandler treat. I'm so excited for that. Sandman. Yeah, um, (laughs) that'll be interesting. He said after um, Uncut Gems, since he didn't get the Oscar nom, he would make his worst movie ever. So, so we'll see if he holds up his end of the bargain. Yeah, I don't know if this is... Wait, is this it? Is this the one? I hope not. Maybe. We'll see. I thought he said that it was going to be Grown Up 3. Oh, yeah. He did threaten Grown Up 3 on us, so... Art Camp. I've Perhaps. never seen any of the Grown Ups movies, um, but... Haven't heard glowing reviews, though. Yeah. And, um... Listen to... Oh, uh... On the Rocks is a Sofia Coppola... With um, Bill Murray? With... Yeah, Bill Murray... And Rashida Jones, and that is in drive-in theaters now, and will be coming out on Apple TV Plus later this month. And I think the reviews are pretty solid for that movie. Premiered at the um, film festivals, and yeah. I know one of my favorite YouTubers, Karsten Runquist, gave it a two out of five, which is pretty discouraging. But yeah, um, I've heard mixed stuff on I'm, it. I'm hoping it's better. I've heard some people say it's decent. So yeah, we'll see. 
Um, and are there any other movies that you know of that are coming out soon? Uh, well, we did see Nomadland, which we'll be reviewing in a second. I don't believe that comes out until later Not this until year. Not until later this year or next mm-hmm. year. Um, trying to think if there's another movie. I think that's pretty much that's kind of it for new content. Oh, the the Glorias um, I is a movie about Gloria Steinem and that movie I believe is out now, but it's either out now or is out next week. Um, so that's something you could check out and then um, Time, an amazing documentary um, that was uh premiered at some festivals and I got the chance to see is coming out on um I think it's Amazon Prime as well in the coming weeks. So Ooh. uh be on the lookout for that. But yeah, those are some of the movies if you wanna check something out. Um yeah. I don't know about you guys, but the Sandman movie is yeah. always what I'm looking forward to the most. So I'm I'm there are some new movies that are coming out in the theater. Um I don't know if you guys have heard of them. One of them's called Shortcut. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, I but I haven't. I don't know anything about it. Oh yeah, we got. It looks better. interesting, and there's another. Sh- there's another show called Last Ship, and it's like all kind of like thriller action kind of things. It looks interesting. But I've never heard of these movies. That's the thing, and it's sad. I don't yeah. know these movies. And it's going to be hard to bring people into theaters when you're playing movies that almost nobody's heard of. Yeah. Because you got Tenet, and then like what else do you have to offer? Unhinged. With Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, unhinged. Oh yeah. Um, have you heard of the movie Kajillionaire, Ryan? Yeah, I have. I kind of want to watch that. It looks like I saw the trailer. It didn't look that bad. Who's in it? Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gina Rodriguez is in it. Ah, Miss um, Bala star. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Evan Rachel Wood, who I don't really know, but I've heard she's good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that seems pretty interesting. Let's see, what's the plot? Um, it's about con artists who have spent 26 years training their only daughter, um, to swindle every opportunity. Wow. Sounds pretty interesting. Spicy. Um, and you could check that in theaters, check that out in theaters, or, um, you could go to the drive-in if it's playing there too. So, yeah, I think those are the big, not really big, but those are the movies that are out right now. As big as we can get. Yeah. Um, so for our next floor. Ding. Um, ding. Ding. Uh, take a break for a sec because we're going to review Nomadland, which uh, we got the chance to see um, early at the film festival. And it's kind of the big movie, the big Oscar movie of the year. Um so, yeah, you want to jump right into it? No, do you want to give us a plot of the movie, general plot? So Nomadland is about um, a character played by Frances McDormand. Um, and she's living, she's out, like, in the West. I'm not sure what the particular location of it is. Um, but she's living in her van, and she's living amongst people who are living in their vans or RVs. Um, and it's just about her, like, finding herself and being out in the open. I guess. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, um, and it, it happened in, uh, it's like set in 2008. Yeah, um, at the after the stock the, market crash. Yeah, at the time of the recession, and um, it's a pretty interesting story. Not not too complex, pretty simple stuff, but yeah. it's very good, very effective at what it does. Yeah, um, I am going to go out and say it, it's the best movie of the year. I agree. Hands down. Hands down. Um, and I think we should start by talking about how amazing Frances McDormand is in the movie. Yeah, she has such like a such a strength to her, but also like at the same time a fragility, mm-hmm. where she she seems like she's like so close to um getting to a point where she like gets desperate or loses hope, but she always clings on to something, and uh, it's definitely her most quiet performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you we've seen her in three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, where she's, like, insane. And then also Almost Famous, one of my favorite movies. She's, like, the, the crazy, overprotective mom in that movie. So mm-hmm. I'm used to seeing her as, like, um, being the kind of person you wouldn't want to cross because I'm, like, she would definitely be able to kill me. Mm-hmm. And she's she's a little cuckoo 
in some yeah. of her roles. But in this movie, she's really like sweet and um, really, really great performance. I think very understated too. Yeah, it's definitely like a lot uh, quieter of a performance, especially after three billboards where she's just like yelling and um, like stabbing people with like a, a in that dentist office and oh, stuff man. like that. Yeah. Um, which that performance is amazing. I might even say that performance is better than this one. Um, but also it's kind of hard to tell because this one's so like understated and so And we've seen it once. Yeah. And like, she's not really showing much, but you could still tell her like emotion, Mm -hmm. um, even in like the softer moments of the movie. And I think she's gonna, uh, at least get a nomination this year for her performance. And I don't think the supporting cast is going to get any Oscar nominations, um, but it's yeah. interesting to note they're not all actors. I think most of them are just ordinary people. Mm-hmm. A um, lot of them are um, people who do live in vans, like actual mm-hmm. um, modern-day nomads, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, also, I want to, uh, for anyone watching, uh, we are doing spoilers for this review, just because we want to... Um, it's a very early review. It's not coming out till later this year. So um, mm-hmm. we want to give you. The we'll warning. keep it mostly vague. Yeah, um, we're kind of just going to talk about general what we liked and what the themes are. Um, as far as the supporting cast too, um, you can kind of tell that they're not actors. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that they were not actors before I watched the film. But um, they don't exactly give like a super emotional performance, but they give a lot. Like it's very real. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can tell that this is, like, an actual experience they've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that actually added to the movie. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think, like, uh, it's very it's very real. And um, I think that kind of adds to the, the charm of the movie that they're not. A lot of them aren't actors. I know that um, one of the supporting cast members is an actor, but pretty much everyone else is not a traditional actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought that was great. Um, in terms of like technical stuff in this movie, it's just amazing. Um, the cinematography, the locations, like whenever mm-hmm. they're in, um, there's a lot of like desert and like hills and rock formations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all like beautifully photographed. Um, it's just and it's just beautiful location too. And they return to the same landscape quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it doesn't get repetitive, which is surprising because, I mean, there's a couple shots in the movie where it's like the, almost the exact same shot. Mm-hmm. It's just like the sun setting one, in one shot and the sun's rising in the other, but um, it doesn't ever feel repetitive or boring. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, and the score is also really fantastic. Good. It's very emotional. Mm-hmm. And it's not like used um too much i feel like it's used just enough where like you, once you when you hear it it like brings the emotions out of you because you haven't like been hearing it the whole time throughout the movie um so i liked how sparse they were able to spread the score throughout the movie also could we give some snaps to chloe Zhao? yeah amazing um i i'm i'm saying sweep for this movie in the whoa, oscars which we're gonna go over the Oscars in our next section, um, in our next floor, we're going to have a discussion. But, like, every aspect, I'm thinking there's at least going to be a nomination. It's a mm-hmm. parasite of this year. I could agree with that. I think when I was watching it, I just, like, knew that it was special. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overhype this movie too much because I feel like we're about to go to that territory. But um, yeah, I maybe. think it's, it's, like, nearly perfect for especially for a 2020 movie because 2020 has been littered with a lot of okay movies and uh i think the everything in there is just like i'll I'll say this there's nothing that i would fix there's nothing that i would go back and do differently um so i feel like that's a pretty good testament testament to the movie's quality um and also it's gonna be hard to top it i mean i said that last year with a lot of movies that came out in like september and it ended up being uh, beat out by some movies that came out later. So I'm not going to say it's going to be the best movie of the year for sure when it's all said and done. But if no other big movies get released, this could be definitely at the top of the list. One Night in Miami still has a word. We'll talk. Still has to say. We will um, talk. Yeah, it's just like technic- technical aspects, like everything 
hit. Um, but does a great job. Um, and yeah, I just really felt like transported into the wow into the like the world that um put that put that on a movie poster yeah it's a good movie poster quote um yeah i'll tweet it and then they'll put it in there yeah perfect in their ads um and i think i'm moving from the technical aspects just talking about the story um obviously not gonna um go too deep into the story but um what I do think this does a great job is uh, balancing, um, like, I think a lot of times when we see um, these kind of stories about someone who lost their home and someone who um, is living in a van or um, living, like, I kind of compare this to uh, the Florida Project. Um, That's a good thought. Yeah, because I think there's, like, a balance you have to find between... Um, you don't want to glamorize or like romanticize poverty and the situations that people are in. Um, and at the same time, you don't want to like look down at people who are in these situations. And I think um, there are movies that do one or the other. And um, yeah, so I think what this does well, um, which I'm sure there'll be more discourse on later when um, it's might get released, but I think it, um does a good job at finding that middle ground where it presents her situations realistically shows both the good of like being able to live in a van and being able to move and different connections and then also just um looks at like the situations that brought her there Mm -hmm. um like what is going on in america what's going on in this world that um leads someone to have to move out of their homes and um, can't and like um, also discusses um, what it means to like retire before you are um, able or like you don't get to live your life because um, towards the end you uh, are still working and you don't get to like retire and have that last Mm -hmm. few years. Um, So I thought that was really interesting um, and I think it's a story that's not really told or not told well in most of Hollywood. So mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts on that, Noah? Yeah, I think a lot of the themes of the movie is just like, it's, we've seen this in a lot of movies before, but it's home. Uh, what home is, where home is, what a home could look like, etc. cetera. Um, and I think the movie does a good job diving into those themes. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of questions that don't get answered by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about this uh, when we're reviewing, I'm thinking of ending things, but I think this movie didn't have that many questions to start with. And it kind of left you with a couple questions, um, answered some, and then like gave you the bare minimum sometimes where like, you knew like mm-hmm. you knew very minimal information about her family, but you knew that she had a family that she had to leave. Um, you never saw, some people that she mentioned in the movie i'm not gonna get into the specifics here but there's some people that are talked about that you never see in person so um i think there's a little bit of mystery in there but it's not like a confusing experience it's very relaxing and um interesting not not a movie that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat like parasite i know we kind of made a pump earlier as far yeah. as quality but it's not anything similar to Parasite. I'm just yeah. saying in terms of what the Oscars could look like this mm-hmm. year, I think it will get the sweep like Parasite did. Um, and yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think it's super well done. Um, and also I think it challenges um, your conception of like what the American dream is. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big theme of the movie. Um, like maybe the American dream is not uh, living in a nice house and um, like working until you're um, like don't even have like time on this earth left. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe the American dream is being in a like a in a van going across the country, being um, a nomad. Which I think um, there's like some uh, discussion on whether someone's truly a nomad or if that's what the situation there put in and they have to deal with that um 
and I think it just challenges the American dream that you usually see um, in movies or in um, the stories that you're told. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like, can we choose the American dream or is that um, out of our control and we yeah. just get to live our lives and hope that it um, turns out well? Mm-hmm. So. And one last thing I'd like to throw out there is this is my first uh, onion cutting movie of the year. Oh, one, yeah. there's one single tear that dropped from my left eye mm-hmm. at the end of the film. Uh, the Five Bloods almost got me there. No other movies. Very emotional. Yeah. Um, so I hope that you guys get to see it. Um, it. I don't know the release date yet. I don't think they have a release date yet. Um, I think that is still premiering some film festivals. So if you can find a local one, um, you can most likely do it virtually. I know that the San Diego Film Festival is coming up. So if you look up San Diego Film Festival, you can go to the virtual screen and watch it. It'll probably be decently pricey it was pricey for mm-hmm. us but um i think it's worth it or you could wait um and hopefully see it in theaters but um definitely see it and i want to ask um do you have a score for this movie Ooh. noah oh man the recency bias kicking in um i am not one i to review movies this way where I'd give it like a 9.8 out of 10 or I'd give it like a 7.6 out of 10. Generally, I just kind of round those numbers. So Give it a 7. Me, give a, it a 7. It's not a it's 7. It's not a 7, Ryan. What are you talking about? Um, I'm going to give it... Uh, should I do it? Should I, should I give it? I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah. I give give it a 10. I even yeah. the movie. Yeah, so it's I, I'd say it's either like a nine and a half or a ten, maybe a nine at the lowest, but it's definitely there's definitely a little bit of recency bias, I think, because the last great movie I've seen is probably Parasite, um, which was almost a whole year ago at this point. Yeah, but movies, yeah. hey, I mean like new movies. Yeah, there's been some great movies this year. Anyway, yeah, no, you saw the Five Bloods that you gave that one a ten. That's I I would give the Five Bloods a nine. I say it's like okay, but you saw you saw Scoob though. Yeah, that's that's at the bottom of the list. Uh, Noah, four three. Hey, before we get into a violent conflict here, let's let's get to floor three. Um, ding ding. ding. Um, floor three is gonna be for our discussion the topic of the Oscars this year, um, and or just the award season in general. We're going to start by doing um, just a few of our, if we were, if we were the Academy, what are some movies that we would pick for each category? And then we'll go into what we think the big front runners are going to be just in terms of the Oscars in general. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's just start with what we think the best picture, like if we could choose the Oscars, what would the best picture or a few of the best picture um, nominations be? And I want Ryan to start. Yeah, I, I've been in the cage. I've been in the cage barking and barking while you guys were talking about the Nomadland. I have a hot take. Um, think about it like this. With the amount of movies that have come out this year, is there a possibility that we see a movie like Onward in the Best Picture category, like how Up was? Because Onward had good reviews. Could we see an animated movie in the Best Picture category? Most likely not, but there is a better chance than any other year besides the movie, besides the year that Up came out in. You never know with 2020 and how it's been, but um, be there. it's just going to be a, sure. it's just going to be a cake, it's just going to be a cakewalk for movies like Nomadland and The Five Bloods this year for a Best Picture nominee. Yeah, wait, but Ryan, what would it? Let's just say the Academy, screw the Academy. We are not talking about them yet. Um, what is your like favorite movie best picture what do you want what do you want there like i'm I'm biased no but i am biased this year a little bit towards sonic let me get my list of uh uh, movies i've seen this year very big list of movies i've seen jim carrey best support could we see the photograph could we see the photograph this year we could could we see first cow could we see first cow this year we could. 
But you know, movies that we won't see. On the chopping block. Doolittle. Chopping block. (laughs) The Practical Jokers. Chopping chopping block. Old Guard. Maybe. Okay? But what I'm really rocking with, I'm rocking with the one-two punch here. Photograph and First Cow. Two very solid movies. And in a year where there's not a lot of movies coming out. Cakewalk. They're like the Lakers this year. They didn't have to face the Clippers. They didn't have to face the the Bucks, the Raptors. It's going to be a cakewalk for movies like The First Cow and Photograph and Nomadland and The Five Bloods, etc. Best Actor, Lakey Stanfield. I'm, t- I'm talking about a cakewalk this year for that man. Let's go. A lot of range. I would not be surprised to see him on stage this February with tears running down his face as he's holding the trophy for the fifth time that night. <laughs> I that's that's a that's the dream right there. Yeah. Seeing range up the there. Dream. And just one more one more bit, one more bit. The animated movie category. I know this is not like a, a big category for a lot of the in, the indie people and the artisan people, but it's big here. And I'm telling you guys, any movie that comes out this year pretty much is defaulted into the category. Trolls, Scoob, uh Onward, Phineas and Ferb, even even the Willoughby's, which I watched actually, I watched it. I yep. watched that movie, and I tried watching Animal Crackers with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I tried, I tried so hard, boys. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I died in my seat. I died. I couldn't. So that will not make it. But I would not be surprised to see some Netflix movies make it this year. Yeah, well said. Um, for me, I would say the um, obviously I want. Nomadland, that's like my big one. I would love to see that in there. Um, Time is a great movie, but it's a documentary, so um, we'll talk about the documentary category. And also, Defy Bloods, I think it when it came out, I was like, yeah, guaranteed. I'm gonna get the Oscars. Now there's some more competition, so we'll see. I think it's so great, so hopefully um gets in the category. Um, in terms of Acting, I think Elizabeth Moss from um, oh, man. Invisible Man, um, amazing. Although I don't know if she's insane or if she's a good actress. I'm a little bit both is the thing. Um, but I think there's so much disrespect in the Oscars towards horror movie actresses that I I don't see. I don't know if I see it happening, but it's an interesting year. We'll see. Um, and some other performances I loved, obviously, Frances McDormand, um, Delroy Lindo, who I think is supporting from The Five Bloods, um, and, uh, let's see, where are some other performances? Um, Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr. and Doolittle. No, um, <laughs> uh, no, thank you. I, Jim Carrey, uh, low-key. Jim Carrey's Jim back Carrey is sore. Supporting actor. In a perfect world, I, I would say Jim Carrey supporting actor. Agreed. Um, I think Bad Education had some good performances, but I don't think that's Oscar worthy. I'm thinking of ending things. Jesse Buckley was pretty good. Um, and Plemons. Plemons was Always pretty comes solid to play. too. Um, yeah, and let's see. Director, obviously, Chloe Zhao and Spike Christopher Lee. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, maybe. We'll I think see. he deserves. I think you deserve some credit for somehow constructing that movie because it's so, it's so uh, wild and all over the place. Crazy. Yeah. All right, now what do you think for in terms of what are some movies you want to see? All right, so I have a question for you. Is there any movie that an sums 2020 and the civil unrest better than Defy Bloods? Probably not. So as much as I'd like to see Nomadland take the cake, I think if we're looking for the movie that best represents the year it comes out and the movie that's the most relevant, um, I think The Five Bloods is the way to go. So I'm, I'm going to be campaigning hard for that uh, Best Picture nom mm-hmm. and Best Picture win. Um, I would also love to see Nomadland. I'd love to see Francis McDormand and Chloe Zhao take home some gold. Mm. Um, for Palm Springs, I'd like to see that screenplay nom, that coveted screenplay nom. I'm not going to push for Andy Samberg anymore because I know it's unrealistic, but mm-hmm. um, I love you, Andy. I think right. I'm thinking if ending things could get adapted screenplay. That was pretty... It could have a chance. Um, there was a lot of words in that movie, yeah. so at the very least. <laughs> what? what? Let's have a conversation right now. Um, I know that Ryan hasn't <laughs> seen many documentaries, but the documentary category, I think, is stacked this year. It's really and good. 
Um, my favorite. I, I just keep mentioning time. I'm sorry. It's a great movie. Take a shot every time Zach mentions time. It's a 10 out of 10. Don't um, drive after. And that's coming out soon. So I think that's like personally, I would give it the win. I don't know if it's going to get the. It's not the most. It feels more of a movie than a documentary, even though it is a documentary. I don't know how that's going to factor in. Rip Camp is amazing. Um, and yeah, Noah, do you have any words? Well, I just wanted to throw, uh, throw my hat into the ring here. I think the best documentary that's come out this year is Boys State. Hey, oh. hey. Boys State alum. Mm-hmm. But I think that movie was way funnier and more riveting than a documentary about politics should have been. Yeah, true. And it was very, very funny. Like, all the characters were so well fleshed out. Like, I started to think of it as, like, story arcs for characters when it's really just people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Very entertaining movie. I'd like to yeah. see it. I think um, A Secret Web was pretty good documentary, but... Miss Americana, too. Was Miss Americana, if it was the beginning of this year, that would take home the goal. For me, it's at the bottom as far as documentaries I've seen. It's though. so good, though. If you haven't seen Miss Americana... Watch it. If you don't like Taylor Swift, watch it. If, you if you're do a like Kanye Taylor fan, Swift, watch it. Hey. If you're a Kanye fan, watch it. Whoa, Zach, Zach slow watch down. It. Slow it's down. It's amazing. I'll keep campaigning for that movie. Personal, I would give that, I would give it some kind of award, but. Whoa. Taylor Swift for Best Actress. Hey. Just kidding. Hey, you know what all the viewers are, you know what all the viewers are probably thinking right now? Why haven't we mentioned The Last Dance? Zach, can you tell them why The Last Dance will not be in this category this year? Well, The Last Dance was premiered on TV, and it's a docu-series, not a documentary, so um, don't think it'll be taken home. It sucks, pay- though, because that was the one I think that's gotten the most buzz this year that most people have watched and enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Also, the social yeah. dilemma, about- or the social dilemma. Oh, the social dilemma. That's mm-hmm. probably going to have a chance at documentary. Yeah, I think it'll get nominated, even though I've heard the... I've heard, like, part of it is good. Noah had some thoughts on it. Yeah, the acting was pretty awful, but the information was good. Yeah. Um, I think Onward's just going for the gold this year because there's no Agreed. other animated movies this year, even though I didn't love Onward. Whoa! There's a ton of... There's, there's not a lot, but there is a good amount to give it some competition. I think Scoob is going to give it a run for its money, I think. I think Trolls is going to give it a run for its money. Um, Connected doesn't come out this year, right? It comes out next year. I think it still comes out this year. Okay, there we go. That that might be number two. I If I was onward, I, I wouldn't get too comfortable. I would not get too comfortable. Um, I would say... They're lucky... <laughs> they're, lucky they're lucky that Sonic is not going to be in that uh, category. They're lucky. Yeah. I just think um, it's very, like geared it's way more geared towards the oscars because it's a pixar movie oscars and because pixar. oh wait there's i, I lied earlier when so, it, it was the nomadland was the first onion chopping one i definitely uh there was definitely somebody chopping onions in the theater when i was watching onward as well well i was chopping i was chopping onions when i was watching underwater when tj miller died by the shark <laughs> i didn't bat an eye if hey hey good thing soul soul isn't coming out this oh. year that's that's a that's a right. big bummer. Yeah. If Soul came out, it Best would picture be, it would maybe Yes, it, Noah. It would sweep the animated um like every award show yeah. would get so it looks so good. I mean we're talking from like we haven't seen it, but I that think that trailer very, looked dope. Yeah, it looked very good and very geared towards animated Oscars. Um but I think in terms of what it's going to look like this year onwards taking taking home the gold um if i had to make a prediction i'm putting it down right now and wow i would put money on it um so okay yeah um and i think um in terms of best picture nomadland and in terms of best director chloe zhao mm-hmm. actress also Francis McDormand. first first cow might get a little bit of love Okay. Yeah, 
Um, oh, and we haven't even talked about how One Night in Miami is going to get a lot of Oscars. Zach's hyping that movie up quite a bit. I, we'll see. It sounds so good, and I love that Regina King is um, going into directing now. So. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of ending things. We'll also get a little bit of love, like we mentioned earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Invisible Man might get some love for for uh, special effects mm-hmm. and technical stuff. Also, um, even though I literally did not understand what was going on during the entire movie, with Tenet, I think it's going to get a lot of technical awards, like the sound mixing, the sound editing, the editing. Actually, no, maybe not sound mixing. The sound mixing was pretty... Yeah, sound mixing. Sound mixing for every time they had... <laughs> in the movie, you know? That was, that was really great. Yeah, I, I couldn't hear, like, anything they were saying during one of the scenes. It was just, like, there was, like, crashing water and, like, boat noises. I was like, what in the world? Anyways, I take that back. But as far as the action scene, <laughs> it, was, it was very well done. Yeah, um, Ryan understood Tenet apparently. Yeah, we're yes, gonna I did review next episode. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah, we'll do a podcast. We'll do a whole podcast, and I'll explain the whole tenant lore. Ryan's <laughs> gonna put us to the school. <laughs> he he like gave me a description. I didn't understand it, so I'm so <laughs> confused on it. All right. Oh, I will literally write a script. I will literally write a script, and I'll put a I'll put like an episode three and a half where I just go to town on tenant. And the only people who can view this podcast are people who watched it. Uh, there will be spoilers. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm doing that. You know who's going to be a player in the um, actor category? I think um, uh, Ben Affleck from The Way Back. In the drunk basketball movie? Yeah, I think he yeah. he is going to come to play. I wish I saw that movie so much. It was so okay. But, but it's right up my alley, though. Like I think Ryan I think and I would really like it, though. Because we're like we enjoy basketball quite a bit, and uh, I still think you would be like, "Oh, it was okay. It was very okay." Bullseye, But I mean, hey, all I'm all I'm saying is that next year LeBron's gonna win Best Actor in Space Jam too. <laughs> Book it. Different. Or um, what's his face from My Spy? Uh, Dave Bautista from My Spy, <laughs> Best Actor. They're not gonna have enough movies to pull from, so they're gonna just. Start giving it to, like, Sal for the Impractical Jokers movie. Mm. <laughs> Yo, they should. They should. Murr for best supporting. Do you think um, Kelly Reichardt has a chance for director? I think she has a chance, but I still think since it's A24 and literally saw it. Do you think First Cow has a chance for best picture? Nom? Uh, I hope. Yeah. I, I hope I the hope. cow gets nominated. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it should. It's, is there an, is there an award for best looking food? We should do that at the Dingus Awards, because so. those biscuits, food? Cow, those would have slapped. Yo, those looked so good. I know, right? <laughs> looking at my list, I also think Never Rarely, sometimes always the directing for that movie. Um, Eliza Hitman, I think, is a director. I thought she was great, but I think it kind. Of, came out the worst time where like everyone was like dealing with like the beginning of this pandemic and um the running down and it went to streaming and kind of, no, no one really talked about it so i don't know but i would love to see that because mm-hmm. i think the directing was great in that movie yeah um any any other movie any other juggernauts that you're i thinking of? think that kind of does it i sent you a that gave a list of some of the um, possible Oscar nominations. Oh, yeah. But on it. Do you want to look that up right now? Um, let me take a gander. Um, yeah. What was... I, I'm still pulling it up right now. So, I yeah. hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I have... I'm in the parking lot of my movie theater right now. I have to clock in at 3... Okay. Um. So to, to all the viewers, to all the viewers, I and I will see you on the episode three and a half where I explain the tenant lore. Uh, come with your come with your seatbelts fastened because it's gonna be a wild ride. Of course. Thanks, right, for Ryan. Joining, Ryan. I love you. Go do good work. So Ward Circuit ranked the Oscar Best Picture contenders from one to ten. Number one was Nomadland. A. And then number two was The Trial of the Chicago 7. Which is coming out on Netflix soon. So, e. 
Number three, One Night in Miami. Take a shot. Number four, Mank. Number five, The Father. Six, News of the World. Seven, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Eight, Defy Bloods. A. Nine, Judas and the Black Messiah with range. It has with Keith Stanfield, and that movie looks so good. I'm excited. And for number it. ten, Min. Is it Minrai or Minari? I think it's Minari, but if we pronounce that wrong, I apologize. Um, um, but it looks really good. I'm not watching the trailer because I'm twenty four. I'm it trying to twenty four movie. I'm trying to be a good movie fan and not watch the trailer and just be surprised by the movie. But we'll see. I'm like shocked by how like looking at that list, how many movies we haven't seen. Considering I feel like there haven't been that many movies playing at the festivals. Three of those, I believe. But I'm excited for Judas and the Black Messiah because it has not only Lakeith. But also Daniel Kaluuya, yeah. who was amazing in Get Out, um, and has proven himself to be a great actor, even in like Black Queen Panther, Slim. Queen and Slim. Um, so I think that could be a, a big one, too. Yeah. Um, and then Minari, I've heard great things from the festivals that it has premiered at. The Father, I've heard about a little bit, too, with, um, mm. what's his face? Anthony Hopkins, isn't that? Oh, yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Is that who it is? It is. It? Okay. Clarice. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've heard good things. I've heard especially acting. Um, we'll probably get some nominations for that movie. Um, oh, and it has Olivia Coleman too, who mm-hmm. got um, uh, Best Actress yeah. for The Favorite. So, looking forward to some movies coming out. We gotta be on top of that. And mm-hmm. We'll have to get those reviews at and show for show. the Oscar or slash award season conversation is not over. We'll be discussing it as movies come along, but we wanted to do an initial prediction slash just talking. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Also, okay. as we speak, looks like the elevator stopped. Oh, there's a little peak. I, I can see a little peaking of light. Oh, the elevator's opening. We have reached the end of floor three. All right. I guess we'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll see you soon with a tenant review and more content to inject into your veins. Ah, Sounds good. Elevate and celebrate, baby. Thank you, guys.